0: Hi, this is Roger here. Uh, This is our uh, Dorchester Community Church online broadcast for the 19th of April. We're conscious that you won't be able to see everything that's obviously been shown on the screen. So at those different moments that come up on the screen I'll just talk you through that otherwise this would have been what people would have heard um, from Sunday the 19th week after Easter as we're exploring this week coronavirus and dealing with our doubts
1: hey you don't watch that watch this This is the heavy, heavy
0: monster sound. Hi, my name's Roger. I'm the pastor of the church here, Dorchester Community Church. Well, whilst it may well indeed be madness at (laughs) Tesco's... ...and you may well doubt how you're going to get in, let alone how you're going to get out. Hopefully, here's an opportunity for each of us to take some time out, to think... Today, about all of the other dates that we may well have coming our way. How do we deal with those? How do we respond to those? That's what we're going to be thinking about. There's things like a poem, there's going to be a reading, there's going to be a message as well that hopefully will indeed fit like a glove. You may well have come accustomed to having these things being put on or worn these, and that's great. There'll also be an opportunity for worshipping God in song as well and we've also got a special guest a children's author and illustrator lucy reading a short story for the children but first here's something a little bit different as we're indebted to julie andrews who's going to take us back in time with maybe a little bit of a different rendition of a song i'm sure you will all indeed know Putting a smile on our faces, but with a message attached as well. Hopefully, that you will enjoy this little ditty. After all, the hills are alive with the sound of music. And the backdrop to this is indeed taken from the Sound of Music film, but the lyrics are rewritten.
2: Start at the very beginning, a sore throat, a cough ha and in no time at all, there were one, two, three. And one went on a plane to get overseas. 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 And that's how pandemics get started, you see. Woe is me. Woe is me. Now we've got COVID-19. Oh, let's see if I can make it easier. Hmm not fear, but please stay here. Stay at home now, everyone. We must rush and clean things well. Cars, no long trips, just for fun. Don't let COVID virus spread. Isolate yourself at home. See your friends online instead. That's the healthy way to But please stay here, stay at home now everyone We must wash and clean things well Cars, no such as gone Don't let COVID virus spread Isolate yourself at home See your friends online instead Do not fear, but just stay here Time to all self-isolate Wash your hands, use lots of soap Don't go further than your gate Social life must stay online Keep your me clear of me Wash TV, drink lots of wine That will kill COVID-19 in your elbow, wash your hands with soap. Okay, well I'd
0: like to say thank you to Julie for that great start to our opportunity to share together. Next is our opportunity to sing as we worship God in song. This is a song called Waymaker. God is here to touch our hearts. That's what the song is about. May he indeed touch ours and indeed yours. If you're not sure how to click onto this, there should be an icon and a little I appear on the top right of your screen, or you can pause me, some of you will love that, and then just sort of float down and you'll see the song there in question that you can get up. It may well be you want to just bypass this, but if not, why not just pause that song and see if you can connect with this God and worship him this one. Obviously, just like for copyright reasons, we're we unable this song to together, play this song for you know to listen to who's one of our members who, off the back of last week, was particularly struck with this Sunday that was coming, uh, being Easter Sunday, and she put pen to paper, and I'm so glad that she did. So with our very own kind of talented Pam Ayers, it's actually Pam, who's not Pam Ayers, but who's going to be then bringing her own little ditty towards us. Hope that you will like that. This is Pam Pam. Good morning, Irwin. Every day last week, Roger was saying to us that no matter
3: what was going on, Could look forward to the fact that Sunday was coming. So I decided to write a little poem called Sunday is Coming. I'm living through an extraordinary time that I've never experienced before. I'm living through a time in my life when I'm told, don't touch that door. Keep washing your hands, self-isolate and please keep well away. These rules are for my protection and I follow them faithfully every day. I'm so thankful for doctors and nurses. What we would do without them, I do not know. I'm so thankful for smiles on my daily walk and in the windows, the beautiful rainbow. I'm so thankful that I don't have to get off the sofa while the TV shows match of the day. I don't have to listen to that intake of breath as the favourite team fails to hold sway. I have lots of things that I like to do here on our flat on the fourth floor. I'm doing jigsaws and reading books and puzzles by the score. I'm cleaning this and cleaning that as I flutter around with my feather duster. And yes, I can now even see myself in my newly cleaned, very shiny, toaster. I have bundles of photos around the place and soon I might start, start sorting them. And what would I do without the wonderful and continuous classic FM? But our hearts they break for the loved one's lost, those going through unspeakable pain. We can only pray for God's peace upon them and that they will learn to smile again. We pray that in their loneliest hour they might remember and turn to God who is waiting there with open arms for them to take him at his word. I like to believe that we will soon rejoice as back to church we all come running. So no matter how dark the world may seem now, remember that Sunday is coming.
0: He is not here, he has risen, just as he said, Matthew 28, verse 6. Hi, well, we all have times when we doubt I made my first ever casserole this week, and I have to say, I doubted whether or not all the food was going to be cooked evenly throughout. It may well be that we might doubt that our team is going to ever win against a better team. For some of us, of course, we're going to doubt that our team is going to ever win against a weaker team, but let's not go there. Some of us, of course, may well doubt whether or not we're going to get that job that we went for. We might doubt That we're ever going to get better physically if we've pulled something and it's taken ages to recover, especially of course the older that we get. Well, sometimes we even can doubt, even if there's evidence to suggest that our doubts may be unfounded. The casserole, I'm pleased to say, did taste okay, more than okay to be honest, but there we go. Our team might win. You may well get. that job and the physio has said that you're going to get better so long as you keep doing those exercises that he's recommended. Well of course there's other times that we doubt what? Well we can doubt our very selves. Maybe thinking that we're not good enough, maybe thinking that we're not doing enough or we simply feel that we're not up to the task. COVID-19 has brought maybe a whole host of other doubts into our minds as well. Think about care workers who are maybe doubting that they're going to receive the right form of protective clothing in time. You may well doubt whether or not you're going to escape the virus yourself. And if an elderly family member is to get it, well, you certainly doubt that they'll get over it. And if that's to be the case, well, we don't just doubt that we'll be able to see them in hospital. We know that we won't. So our doubts can lead to some quite crippling fears. Or conversely, we may well be quite relaxed about it and think, well, most people are not catching this virus anyway, so I doubt that I will. But we still, all of us, have doubts from time to time. As we reflect on our own doubts, we're going to look at what happened one week after Easter at a guy who sadly has become known as Doubting Thomas. What a nickname to have. This is going to be read to us by one of our families from the church, Claire, and our two smiley kids, Molly and Jack. It's taken from the end of John's Gospel. John, chapter 20.
4: Today's reading is taken from John, chapter 20, verses 24 to 31.
2: Jesus appears to the
4: disciples, including Thomas. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him,
2: Seen and yet have believed.
4: Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name.
0: The reading seems to fall into three parts to me. There's the excited events of all the disciples, well apart from one, saying that they all seen Jesus alive and then there's the negative reaction of Thomas to their testimony. Then there's an appearance a week later where Jesus is face to face with Thomas and he gives him the opportunity to see for himself and Thomas is at the very least somewhat embarrassed but obviously he then believes in the one who stood before him how could he do anything else Jesus said these words he said to him because you've seen me Thomas well you've believed but blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed I love that because that is a promise for me it's a promise for you too blessed are those who've not seen but who have indeed chosen to believe more about that a little bit later And then finally, there's those couple of verses to close that uh, outline, that that, that outline the whole uh, purpose of what John's gospel is about, with a promise to those people who choose to believe. You know, I got to wondering, I wonder what went through Thomas's mind in between when the disciples, what the, the disciples said to him, And then when he saw Jesus for himself, he had in one sense his own seven days of lockdown, didn't he? With himself and his thoughts and above all, his doubts. I wonder how he occupied himself. Well, I wonder if he was struggling with time by himself, a bit like misery bear. And there's a video clip here about a little teddy bear who's made a meal for two, even though he's on his own. And then playing a little desk game, back and forth, back and forth, gets frustrated, knocks the whole lot off the table. Well, have you been using your time, mate? Here's what one of our members has been busy doing. I wonder if you can guess who made this. Let me know and we'll reveal the
5: answer
0: next week. But I'm going to give you a clue. This is what they said. Over the years I've found it a lovely way to relax after a hectic shift on the ward. It really slows you down. It's cross stitch of the armor well, of god. Maybe you've done similar to my sister who threw a party via Skype for a number of her friends and this was her set up on the driveway. Now need I say more? It's called gin and tonic for some, Of course even the simple daily tasks have been too much. There's a matter of what we should wear. And there's a little baby wearing a nappy on its head. But obviously what a clean one. Thomas? Maybe time outside? Well, for me, I have to say over Easter weekend, this was what was very therapeutic for me. Nothing quite like it.
5: Yeah. That's what you call a bonfire.
0: We had some trees that had fallen in the garden. I chopped them up with my chainsaw and then... Had a huge bonfire. here's a challenge. Why don't you send us a photo or maybe a 10, 20-second clip about what you've been up to during lockdown? We'd love to see some of the creativity that's out there. Have a think. What might you be able to send us through this week? So, what then may well have been going through Thomas's mind? Well, of course, we can only speculate. Maybe he was going over what his friends had said. Maybe he was just miffed that he hadn't been uh, there with them. We hate missing out, don't we, on what others have seen or experienced. It may well have been an eclipse. It may well have been a call from a distant relative that you look forward to hearing from. Or it may even be something on TV, like the recent uh, programme The Quiz, that you plan to watch or record, but then you'd forgotten, and everybody else is then talking about it. That was based on the guy who who cheated when he won Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you may well recall. We don't like missing out. The account that we've got before us from John chapter 20 makes it clear that, bottom line, Thomas did not believe. There was a stubborn refusal rooted in his doubts. And some of us can be like that at least at times. According to Merriam Webster, doubt is to call into question the truth or to be uncertain. Doubt is basically the manifestation of self-consciousness, uncertainty and intensive questioning of the truth, all when we'd be best left to take and accept the truth as we know it to be. Of course, a certain amount of questioning is key to a thoughtful and discerning life. All of us should do this. An article from Harvard Business Review assures us of the importance of this questioning. Let me read. All healthy human beings have an inner stream of thoughts and feelings that include criticism, doubt and fear. That's just our minds doing the job that they were designed to do, trying to anticipate and solve problems and avoid potential pitfalls. I like that. Regarding our own dates, here's two things that maybe we can consider. One, properly evaluate the evidence before you. Two, be willing to change course. We all need times of correction when we need to think afresh about maybe changing course. Thomas? Well, he did neither. He blocked out what he didn't want to hear and he got himself into a rut. Positive day that leads us to question and explore can be healthy. But negative day can be so unhealthy and debilitating. It leads to stubbornness and a refusal to be open to anything outside of our own experience. So we're stuck. Thomas, in essence, was stating, unless the evidence comes to me... I will not believe. Sound a bit like a robot. Ouch. Where are you when it comes to evaluating your own doubts, particularly in the context of the God question and what maybe he may well be seeking to whisper to you? One week later, Jesus comes to see the disciples again. But this time, Thomas is there. Uh Uh-oh. Now, the account just drops in The fact that the doors were locked. So we can conclude that that in itself is some form of miracle. But the focus is on Thomas, as it's him that Jesus addresses. He gives Thomas the opportunity to do what he clearly stated he needed to do in order to believe. I wouldn't have really liked to have been in Thomas' shoes. Uh, Thomas, hello. See these holes in my hands? Uh, Why don't you put your finger here? See this hole in my side? Why don't you... Oh, wow, you can imagine Thomas being all red-faced, can't you? But Jesus then offered Thomas four words. Stop doubting and believe. That may be what some of us need to hear today. May well be what we need to hear for the first time, or maybe what we need to hear it afresh, regardless of the situation that we may well find ourselves in. What did Thomas do? Well, he didn't need any more evidence at all. He simply needed to take Jesus at his word. Stop doubting and believe. And ultimately, it's not really about the evidence at all. I've known plenty of people that have had a kind of like a supernatural encounter or a kind of like a God revelation, but have then still not taken on board those four words of stop doubting and believe. What was Thomas's response? Verse twenty-eight tells us he responds, "My Lord and my God." We could maybe picture him falling to his knees in repentance and feeling so bad that he'd not uh, accepted or believed what the other guys had been saying uh, to him. And then Jesus told him, "Because you've seen me, well, you've believed. Blessed are those who've not seen and yet have believed." Listen, this is great news for us it doesn't matter how you've lived or where you're at right now all that matters is what we do in response to the jesus who says to you and to me by his spirit stop doubting and believe maybe hear those four words replay over and over in your mind what might it be that god would be asking you to do as we think further about that we're going to pray Let's pray together. God we thank you for your love towards us, thank you for this opportunity for time out, for the opportunity to smile, the opportunity to think and reflect a little bit as well. Thank you for the different people that have been involved. We ask for your help though as we
1: try to come to terms with this dreadful news that's on our screens
0: and in our newspapers and that everybody's talking about that's brought so many different emotions to the surface and one of those we've been exploring today about the issue of our doubts and what we should do with them and particularly in the context of the gold question maybe for some of us we doubt if you're even there help us to take that step to take a chance to take a risk god we pray for your help that you might help us to stop doubting and indeed to believe. And as much as we're able, help us to let go of our pride and to give you a shot, trusting that you may, just may well be there, that if anyone's able to bring about a change, then that's you, and that you are the God who's able to do immeasurably more than than we can ask or imagine. We know that's true because that's what your word tells us. Help us to cling on to that hope in Jesus. We're going to now have a song that's sung to us by Maria, who's a part of our worship team. And it's played um, by Wei Liang. He provided the backing track for this. Now Wei Liang works up at Dorset County Hospital and he's uh, just recovered from having had uh, COVID-19. So it's great that he's feeling a lot better. I want to say a huge thank you to Maria and Wei Liang uh, for this song that they've done, which is called God. I look to you have a listen and it may well be that as Maria is singing these lyrics, these are words that you might want to say as you want to uh, explore what you might want to articulate to god god i I look to you wherever you are wherever you are help we to do that let's have a listen.
1: I look to you, you're where my help comes from, give me wisdom, you know just what to do. Give
0: Okay, time for a swig coffee's good well if you've been uh, visiting us week by week you know that we have this thing called da 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 celebrations what we love to celebrate why do we have a box of chocolate well firstly because the pastor here loves chocolate but secondly we want to pick up on that word celebrations our mission statement as a church is about celebrating and sharing the love of God but enough of that I want to get stuck in to the chocolate, I don't know about you. Well, first thing that we need to celebrate is this. Last week, as a church, we actually supported 80 families through a ministry that we call Food Share, And I want to publicly thank every single volunteer who gave up their time and showed a lot of courage, despite the current situation, to still go out on the streets, surrounding villages, and take time out of their diary to deliver food parcels to those who are in need of that right now. On top of that, we also managed to deliver in excess of 140 Easter eggs to local children. That's fantastic. If you were one of those involved in that, a huge, huge thank you. Really do appreciate that. Well, what else can we celebrate? Going to show you a video clip now. This made me smile. Of course, it's cricket season coming, but, well, like a lot of other sports, you can't play cricket right now. That doesn't mean to say that cricket practice can't take place. This is one of our members, who's also a mum, Lisa, helping her son, grown up son Callum, who I know is an incredibly fast bowler because he's several times nearly knocked me head off, but this is them practicing with the use of a washing line. In, I guess their
3: back garden. take a look. obviously
0: you can't see this, but what uh, what they've got is is a ball attached to a cord okay. attached to their whirly gig and then Lisa Ooh, yes. is then throwing the ball that obviously so spins around that whirly on. gig um, towards her, her grown-up son Callum, <laughs> who's just three meters away. That made me laugh. But Callum, I did see that your mum bowled you out. Good on you, Lisa. We also like to celebrate birthdays as well. Got a couple of pictures for you. Because seven years ago, there was a little baby that was born this time of year. And you've got a picture up uh, of uh, me there with little Lily Mae when she was born. And this was just her being taken back home. Um, from hospital, but of course she's no longer uh, a little baby. And on Tuesday, Lily May is going to be seven years of age. And this is her with her mum, uh, Claire. So a really happy birthday, uh, Lily May, to one very, very special girlie. Now it's also, I see, it's also Liz's birthday uh, on Tuesday as well. And she will be, oh, oh, she will be, oh, 94 Uh, Okay, uh, sorry, that Liz, I got the wrong Liz. I actually had an email from that Liz which reads, uh, my son, I can't do the accent, or I don't do the accent, my son Charles was thrilled to open Dorchester Community Church 18 months ago. I can't wait to come down for butchers sometime. I'm not too sure of the grammar uh, there, but anyway, uh, Your Majesty, a happy birthday on Tuesday. But of course we know that the Queen herself is a committed Christian. She's a woman of faith, and on Easter Sunday, this was her drawing on her faith and part of her message to the nation.
3: This year, Easter will be different for many of us. But by keeping apart, we keep others safe. But Easter isn't cancelled. Indeed, we need Easter as much as ever. The discovery of the risen Christ on the first Easter day gave his followers new hope and fresh purpose. And we can all take heart from this. We know that coronavirus will not overcome us. As dark as death can be, particularly for those suffering with grief, light and life are greater.
0: Okay, well, it's now story time. I'm really grateful that a friend of mine called Lucy has agreed to be involved in our church online. Now, Lucy, as she'll introduce herself, is a children's author, and illustrator, and she's going to read one of her stories to us. So make sure if you've got young children that they're around and up close to the screen so they can see the brilliant pictures that are there on the screen. But this is something for all of you to take part in as well. So listen closely to the words, and I hope that all of you out there are going to take part in this great short story. Thanks, Lucy.
4: Hello, everybody. My name is Lucy Volpin, and I'm a children's book author and illustrator. I'm here in my studio, inside, of course, as it's lockdown, in sunny Weymouth, and I thought I would give Crocodile a read to you guys. It's got some action, so I wonder if we could all do it together. Are you ready? So it starts. Do you mind? I'm very busy here. I'm Crocodali, the most talented painter in the whole wide world, and you are in my studio. I'm sorry, I have no time for signings today. I'm about to create a masterpiece. The thing is, I can't quite get this canvas straight. Now that you're here, you might as well help. Could you tilt the book to the right? That should do it. I might have to do this for you, but can you tilt yourselves to the right as well? Should we tilt everything? Oh no, you've tilted it much too far. What am I going to do? I'll have to tilt it to the left now. Go on, just a little this time. You ready? Going to the left. I said just a little. This isn't a disaster. My paints have gone everywhere. Now you've done enough for today. Just sit there and read whilst I clear up and don't you dare move a thing. Did you turn the page? I knew I shouldn't have trusted you. I'll have to start all over again now. But hang on, that looks quite nice. Maybe you're not so useless after all. Give the book a shake and see what happens. So if I give the book a shake, can you give your... Can we shake it up? Shake, shake, shake. This is not so hard. Oh dear, we made an awful mess, have not we? Now the paint's all over me too. I'll never get clean. I hope you're feeling pleased with yourself let's get this place tidied up. He's looking a bit messy now, isn't he? But wait, look at that. I think I like it. Though, is it upside down? I'll just turn it around and add some finishing touches. A dab of purple and some yellow and some red and then a good mix. Are you helping or not? Go on, rub the canvas. I'm going to put it closer so you can rub that canvas. Gonna mix up all the blues and the reds and sunshine yellows. Mix, 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 mix it up. You ready? (gasps) It's a masterpiece. I really am the greatest painter in the world. Now, I'll just put it over here to dry, but maybe we could speed things up a bit. Could you blow on the painting? Are you ready? We're going to blow it together. Go three, two, one. That wasn't hard enough. Try again. Three. Two, one. Oh, no. What have we done? Let's start again. Got a brand new canvas to do some wonderful creative stuff, which I hope you're doing all at home to keep yourself busy and excited through lockdown. Bye.
0: Whoa. Wasn't, wasn't that fantastic about good old Crocodile having the opportunity for a fresh start? And thank you so much, Lucy, for reading that story to us. You know, each of us can value at times a fresh start. Maybe we've been pinching sweets out of the chocolate tin and we need a fresh start because we need forgiveness there. Do you know, Thomas had a fresh start, didn't he? Sometimes we call it It's as simple as ABC to have a fresh start. With with God, it's a case of just saying there's something to admit. God, I'm sorry for the different things that we've done wrong or that we've said wrong or maybe the arguments we've had or we've been angry and we regret that. The B is something to believe, no matter what it is, that we believe that all of that bad stuff is
1: able to be forgiven the moment we believe that Jesus was punished in our place. That's
0: why he went to the cross. The, The perfect for the imperfect. That's you and me. And the C—that's maybe hardest of all—something for ourselves to commit. Well, I'm okay with the A, with the B. What do you mean to commit? Well, out of gratitude for all that God has done for us, that we then are saying, "God, I'm going to commit my life to you." That's the three things that we kind of use. That sometimes as a summary as to how we might have that blank canvas—an opportunity to start again, something to admit, something to believe, and something indeed to. we're now going to pray uh, shortly, and John, who's a part of the church here, is going to lead us in a short uh, prayer. There's so much that we could be praying about uh, right now, isn't there? You, listen, you don't need any special words, you don't need any special permission as well. Just dump the whole stuff that you're feeling up to God. That's what he's there for, able to carry all that stuff that we're struggling uh, with carrying on our own. Bring all your requests to God, is what the Bible says, so each of us can do that. And then just leave the outcome with God and let God be God as opposed to try and do his job uh, on our own behalf. Now, you know, much has been said and debated about face masks and gloves. There can certainly, of course, be a disadvantage uh, in wearing a face mask. Uh, This was my own daughter as she was trying to have a cup of coffee. That wasn't that easy. But what about the whole issue of gloves as well? Well, this is a clip that we're going to show you now that we'd encourage you to watch and take seriously of one of our nurses uh, that's involved working within the NHS. And she's offering some simple yet clear practical reminders as to how to wear uh, a set of gloves and what actually matters most. It's not just about the wearing of the gloves, as you'll see. And then after this short clip, then John is going to lead us in that
6: short prayer. I'm seeing a lot of people out in public wearing gloves right now. That's great. If you want to wear gloves, you know, that's all fine and well. You absolutely can. But I want to remind you of this little thing called cross contamination. So let's say I'm in my car, I'm at Meyer, I'm getting ready to go into the store. So I put my gloves on, all right? And then I grab my cell phone. For this purpose, this little piece of cardboard here is going to be my cell phone. So now I go into Meyer, walking around, I got my phone, maybe it's in my pocket or maybe it's on the cart. Okay. And I've grabbed my wipes and I've cleaned off my cart and I've cleaned everything off, but you know, I still have my gloves on. So here now I'm in minor and I'm getting my groceries and I reach for something. And, um, you know, let's just say I reach for toilet paper, right? Well, if you can find any, cause I'm toilet paper. Well, um, okay, take my toilet paper and I put it in my cart. And now if you can see, I have all these germs on my hands from my toilet paper but it's in my cart but it's on my gloves that's fine right it's on my gloves well you know but now I'm walking along and my phone rings so I've now touched my hands together a couple times and I reach for my phone and oh um I have a text message from my husband telling me to get more uh chicken we need chicken tonight for dinner so let me text him back okay honey I got it I'll get us some chicken okay so I put my phone back in my cart and I continue reaching for things continue getting groceries and uh, you know I just keep touching everything oh my nose itches here. Let me itch my nose. Okay. um, Oh, now my phone's ringing. It's my mom. She needs me to get her something. Hi. Hello. Hi, mom. What can I do for you? Oh, hi. Hi. Oh my goodness. Look at bacteria. Oh, but now here, it's okay. It's totally fine because I'm wearing my gloves. I have my gloves on. I'm so safe in my gloves, right? And, uh, you know, i am done, i got, I've paid, I'm at the grocery store, I'm all done. I've paid, my phone's back in my pocket, I get to my car, I reach for my car door handle, and then I, you know, I, I'm all done with these gloves and I don't want these dirty gloves in my car, right? So what should I do with my gloves? Oh, let's see, you take them off appropriately and they belong in the trash, in the trash can, people. Instead of putting them in the parking lot next to your vehicle, please put them in the trash. So now your gloves are off, your hands are clean, you're in your car, you're safe, right? But, oh, your phone rings again. Oh no, let me pick up my phone. Here. Oh, hello, hello. Look, this is called cross-contamination. There's no point wearing gloves if you're not going to wash your hands every time you touch something. There's no point, friends. So, do whatever makes you feel safe. But remember, there is some science here. And all this fear is just manifesting people into being crazy and not acting very smart. So one, go ahead wear your gloves, but you need to clean your hands all the time. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your dirty phone. Look at this dirty, disgusting phone that got all over my face. Secondly, throw your gloves in the trash. They do not belong in the parking lot on the ground. All right, I'm done. I'm done with my craziness. Bye.
5: Heavenly Father, we bring before you today this continuing coronavirus and ask your blessing on all those affected. We think of those who are unwell and of those who have lost loved ones. We ask your comfort for people living on their own and those with families struggling to cope with being under the same roof. But despite this epidemic, many of us have things to be thankful for. We offer you thanks, Lord, to the good things that surround us. The good weather that has enabled most of us to have a walk and enjoy flowers and trees blossoming at this time of the year. The dedicated service of people working in the NHS, the supermarkets and utility services the many people volunteering to help the NHS and fill other jobs like farming and the voluntary sector. We thank you for our leaders at national and local level who are working tirelessly to resolve our problems. We pray for those local volunteers who are helping with shopping for people unable to leave their homes. We particularly thank you, Lord. For the local work of organizations like Food Share and Food Bank, who are ensuring that the most vulnerable have enough food. And we thank you for the modern communications that enable many of us to maintain contact with friends and family. Although we bring before you, though, Lord, those without this choice. Last weekend we celebrated the events of the first Easter, when Jesus rose again, and the hope that event brings to so many of us, and that hope will sustain us, Lord, in the coming weeks. In a short time of silence, we bring before you, Lord, those close to us who are in need of our prayers at this time. We pray Lord that everyone listening will know that they can turn to you at this difficult time and we ask for your encouragement so that with your help we will get through this crisis. We offer these prayers in the name of our Saviour Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Before a closing
0: song I mentioned earlier that the account we read fell into three sections. Here's those last couple of verses again. Verse 30. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, that was his followers, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that's God's chosen one, that God said he was going to send, the Son of God. And that by believing You may have life in his name. There was a reason that all of this stuff that you can read about in the Gospels was indeed written. And the purpose of the Gospel of John we've got summarised in just those two verses in his Gospel. It's so that you and I might believe. And that by believing we might indeed have life in his name. Not just a great life in the here and now. This is much more to do with life with a capital L, capital I, capital W, capital E in the context of all eternity. This life, if we know our Easter message properly, is not all there is. And therein, I guess, lies the antidote to our doubt. Stop doubting and believe. Well, we're going to have a song that uh, you can listen to now. Again, if you click on that uh, little eye icon in the right-hand corner of your screen or pause me, I'd encourage you uh, to watch and listen to this great song by Lauren Daigle uh, called Rescue. It's about God hearing our SOS. He hears what we may be whispering under our breath. Come to it. Hear what God might be saying to you through the vocals, and through the lyrics of this song. I want to say thank you uh, incredibly again for joining us. Do contact us if you'd like to know more, if you've got questions, and if you'd like to feed anything back, we would love to hear from you. Otherwise, after this song, it's Roger and A. God bless. Thanks for joining us. Cheers for coming to church. Bye. Well, I hope that God blessed you uh, through that and that despite not having anything visually in front of you, you you're able to get a sense of community, a sense of God and to hear his specific word to you maybe there's a friend or a neighbor that you can pass this uh, this CD uh, on to why not why not do that or maybe you've got other friends or family that you know are able to watch online why not encourage them we're finding that many more people are actually willing to do that than would ever uh, be willing to come to church which is a fantastic opportunity do pray for those that who are listening in as well that there may well be something that resonates with them in terms of where they're at in their own faith journey pray that jesus might be bringing people to himself as never before in and around our local community and for yourselves hope that uh, you're staying safe and that god is blessing you right where you are Pray that uh, if there's anything that you can feed into us as an encouragement or some feedback or anything that you'd like to take part in or a story to share or some of the things that you've been doing to keep yourself occupied during lockdown, that you'll let us know. Always would value hearing that. Otherwise, Father God would pray for this particular person who's listening right now that in you knowing their specific and direct need, that you might meet them in that need that there might be no element of doubt but a full believing and trust in and upon you, knowing, Lord, that you are true to your word, that you will never, ever leave or forsake those who have chosen to follow you. We thank you that you are a great God, and that whilst we live in turbulent times and difficult days, with challenges increasingly all around us, and such sad and tragic stories we're seeing portrayed across the news on a daily basis, we thank you that in Jesus Christ, there is indeed hope, life, peace, and something even better than all that we might be able to experience in the here and now. Help us to hold on to that, And to share that with others, that we might be a people committed to celebrating and sharing the love of God. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.